This is Great Disturbances, a Star Wars podcast. Each week, hosts Rich and Paul discuss Star Wars media, no matter what form it takes. Welcome back, everyone. This is Paul. And this is Rich. Coming back to you with more Star Wars goodness. This time around, we partook of uh, another set of comic books from the Tales of the Jedi uh, arcs. This time, the specific six-episode or six-issue arc of Dark Lords of the Sith. It's I think it's the third arc in the Tales of the Jedi like larger series. There, I think, because there was the there's the original, right? Like five issues that were not subtitled. Oh yeah, yeah, that's so right. That's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> or not, you know, not, not subtitled, but um, not captioned. You know, they didn't have a, they didn't, yeah, they, yeah, not captioned. Um, <laughs> they didn't, they didn't have any sort of thing. Then there was the Freedom Ad two issue thing, right? And now this is the this is the third set, right? Of of stuff in this series, the Tales of the Jedi stuff, which isn't, was isn't, which isn't that a subtitle? Like when you have like Tales of the Jedi? No, it is, it is, it is, it is. Yeah, I think it, I think it's a subtitle. So you know, like. But some people, sometimes people call captions subtitles. I don't know why. Right, right. Sometimes they do. Right. <laughs> I but, but I was like, I think it's subtitle. Yeah. You're on the right path. <laughs> Proceed, my son. You are correct <laughs> in your wording of the thing. <laughs> so this Word. is the third of, I don't know, six or seven series in that, in that greater set of books. This one really starts to get deeper into actually getting Sith back into the universe. Yeah. Right. And, because the the previous yeah. ones kind of mentioned it and walked around it, and this one is really diving into like, let's get some Sith going. Head first into like Sith lore too, and like mm-hmm. who who were the Sith and yeah and that sort of stuff. I, I yeah. really enjoyed that actually. I was this yeah. is what I was hoping the last two arcs would have been. But yeah. I'm realizing those last two arcs were really just set up. We set up our yeah. heroes and we set up the bad guys. Well, part of the Yeah. Bad. So let's do let's do a like a super brief synopsis of what goes on. Yep. Because because frankly, sometimes we forget to do that. Yeah. <laughs> in our in our episodes. So let's do, a, let's do a real brief <laughs> breakdown. So now okay. So my challenge to you, Rich, give us a breakdown that is succinct but also uh, illuminating. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Oh, shit. All right. I have, oh, not, pre- I have not prepared. <laughs> so Dark Lords of the Sith is basically the follow-up to the uh, Freedom Nad uprising. And what we're looking at here is we've got the Jedi and you've got these these two cousins that kind of have dabbled in the Sith yeah. magic side, the yeah. magic side of the Sith, because yeah. there is this, there is this magic side of the Sith, right? We'll the come Sith back to people. that. Yeah, sure. we'll, yeah. Yeah. We will definitely be talking about that, but these two, uh, Lima and oh, Schmicky, yeah. Schmicky, 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 we got a Dumb and Dumber funny, reference it, in this shit. It's that's like a nice. sort of deep cut from Dumb and Dumber there, yeah. Yeah. That's not usually where our, our conversations go, <laughs> no. but yet here we are. Okay, so so anyway, we're following, we actually follow these two paths at the same, actually ends up being three paths, but we follow these two paths at first where we're, we're watching the Jedi as they're trying to kind of control this last moon or last planet in this system that these cousins are kind of fighting to, to overtake. Simultaneously, we're also following 
Exarchoon and his path of, I'm going to call it discovery because I, what I've learned really in is. this, yeah, what I've learned in this, this arc is that there are, there are multiple ways to fall to the dark side. Yeah. One of which is a Sith potion. Who knew? Yeah. But, the, like we'll get into that too. Cause I yeah. have some thoughts on that. I, so. have some, I have some thoughts about that as well. I've got things oh, yeah. to think about and ruminate upon. Right. And then by the end of this, we have the cousins. One of them is dead. The the male cousin whose name Shmecky yeah. Shmecky McGee. His, his Samsonite. Samsonite. Yeah, Mr. Samsonite. He's dead. And the uh, and Alima, I think Alima, Alima. Yeah, she is. She gets knocked out. She gets cold cocked. And and in the meantime, Ulick Caldroma and Exarcoon, who have been dabbling in the dark side here and there across this arc are visited by the Sith Lords of the past and granted Sith Lordship and apprenticeship. Yeah. Now my question to you is that, that is that Darth Bane, that dude that reached across time and was like, you motherfucker. And you, you're the I, Sith and you're the apprentice. I kind of thought it was supposed to be Nagasato, but they didn't name it. I went back and they didn't name the no. spirit. No, they didn't. They didn't. Um, I kind of thought it was supposed to be Nagasato, but I also was like, I don't know who this is. Okay. You know, right. and maybe and maybe it will be revealed. Later on. Later on. I don't know. Mm. But they okay. did not name it. And I th- I thought of it maybe it was Nagasato. So, okay. So, first of all, uh, synopsis complete. Well done. Thank now you. Now we're diving diving in. Because Ulick, he like blasted Frieden Nad. Frieden Nad is now not even a Sith spirit anymore. He, he got blasted to the... He got blasted to the next level of the netherworld, whatever that is. <laughs> yeah, that's he, got, right. he got blasted to super hell. <laughs> <laughs> and he's no longer in these parts. Super hell. Um, and the, the reason I think it might be Nagasato is just that I think Nagasato is the only other one that they've named so far in right. this series. Right, that's true. Yeah, Darth I mean, Bane only came to me because... You had mentioned him, and and I thought I thought maybe this was maybe the start of the rule of two. The rule of two, because he names one, and he says you're going to be the first and foremost of his apprentices. So like, mm-hmm. okay, so he's going to be the first apprentice. Is there going to be another apprentice later? Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't yet know whether this is supposed to be the rule of two yet. I'd be curious to see how that plays out okay. if we continue this this path on these in these books here. Can I bring something up real quick? Yeah, this yeah. Is something that I, th- I thought was funny. The inker on this, his name was Jordy Ensign. And I thought oh that, that, was re- that was really fucking trekky right there. Yeah, like, holy crap. Jordy oh, <laughs> Ensign, huh? Like, was, <laughs> like LeVar Burt and his moonlighting. He's like, just call me Jordy Ensign. <laughs> Jordy's a commander. Just fucking do it, man. And just nobody will do guess. it. I'd like, don't want it to be, I don't want it to be like spot on. Just make it like, you know, <laughs> Visor McGee or whatever, you know. Visor like, McGee. Inks by Visor McGee. Nah, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> That's not right. I'm calling, I'm, I'm calling this right now. This was LeVar Burton uh, inking. Inking this? He's, which, would be, which would be awesome. I mean, the man is of many talents, right? I mean, and so, so actually, really good. this is, this is 94 right. to 95, in which case, Next generation is winding down, right? And he's probably already done filming all of the episodes That's of the series true. at this point. Yeah, Look because eighty-seven it, to ninety-four was eighty-seven to ninety-four. NG. Yes. So, so this very, very much could be <laughs> Lavar Burton as Jordy Ensign. His pen name, his ink name, Jordy Ensign, <laughs> um, inking, inking these things, uh, which yes, just, I, which I, just like. So, so, so there's, there's a universe where this will be a deep cut of just 
our conversations that everybody, anybody <laughs> listening will just think this is fucking stupid. Yeah. But but there is a world where this, where where LeVar Burton as Jordy Ensign inks Star Wars comics <laughs> somehow fits in to the Cheers killer. Oh fuck yeah! Anthology. Oh, we gotta. All right, we gotta get that. Yeah, we gotta get that yeah. in there somewhere. That that we'll have to get that in there somewhere. I mean, this is like we might even have to just cut this fucking thing I'm saying right now because no way, it's man. like it's like this is something that's only you and I have discussed really let them wonder um, who cares let them, maybe yeah. it maybe if we get enough fans and somebody says tell us about the cheers they'll be, killer they'll, it'll be like demand to know yeah. the cheers killer at which point me. we will have to reinvent it because we only are subsisting on like our sort of basic vague. memories of that of that occasion vague and drunken the, memories of this and, and and a recording that like might still exist somewhere oh yeah we on, gotta try like, and find that the you know would be great god this is oh, such man. a fucking diversion here but you know would be great is that if if that show if that idea shows up as a real thing and it was because somebody like bought your old phone <laughs> and discovered the recording still on the device. Hey, say what's and was this? Like, this is brilliant. <laughs> and we could, you know what? Here's the thing: the way that we layered that, like merging between realities, like that could actually be part of the story of the thing. Oh my is god! Somebody finding the thing and making the real show could still like like wrap around on itself and. Oh my fucking god! That's fantastic. That's like it's. Like, at what point is it fucking too much? And by the P.S., who cares? No, I don't care if it yeah, ever, it's never going to be too much. much. There's never no such thing Because it's never going to be made. But if it is, it'll be <laughs> even better. Totally. <laughs> okay, so sorry. We got, man, we got totally. Okay, so what yeah. we were saying was Jordy Henson right. is the anchor on, right. on these books. Right, and okay. it's LeVar Good. Burton. It, that's my headcanon. This is, is LeVar yeah, Burton. It's LeVar Burton. We're talking headcanon. That's what it is. LeVar <laughs> <laughs> Burton did this. Let's start with some of our notes here, or let's, okay. let's dive into our notes here. Okay. So, and I say so because I'm scanning my notes for kind of the first thing. You're vamping? I bring. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm vamping right now. <laughs> so, okay, one thing that I noticed uh, right off the bat was that other races, like when they got to the Masasi, or I don't know how you say that, I don't know if that's how you say it. Yeah. At first, they weren't subtitled. They weren't like, uh, not subtitled, they weren't captured. Yes, and I wrote they were down, chewied. Yeah, I wrote down, I was like, hey, other races besides Chewy aren't getting the caption treatment. And then, like, I turned the page and my next notice, oh, never mind. <laughs> no, it's just Chewy. Yeah. Still just, chewy. just fucking Chewy. Yeah. Fucking. But, okay, so that actually, <laughs> that's funny. I didn't catch that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, that, that, that highlights for me, or that brings to my head, I made note of two things in these books that are part, of, that, that lock into our continuing moral failings of the star wars universe uh <laughs> okay. series the first is in in the first issue where we see xr coon like he's practicing yeah. lightsaber battles right. he openly says in front of all the people around him some racist shit yeah he does to the to the the, the panther dude or the cat lady <laughs> yeah. whatever it is he's yeah. like you're not even a human you're an animal so slash me you beast or whatever right is fighting that creature in front of his master, right. who is also not a human, a non-human. Like, yeah. So it's like, so at the end of the at the end of the issue, when the master is like, "Oh, there's there's some darkness there," you're like, "Yeah, no shit, buddy." He just called <laughs> How did you, you less not see than. That? <laughs> he just called you less than. Yes. You, you know. Did. Fuck. So yeah, like, yeah. and you uh, like 
the Jedi, here's, here's the thing. <laughs> the Jedi need, I just thought of this, the Jedi need like a psychological screening program <laughs> that sort of like, because, because they have the younglings. They get them right. when they're kids. But like right. every year you should be like taking like psych profiles or whatever and they should be able to like matriculate you out of the Jedi program if you're like turning into a racist or whatever. <laughs> right. This one <laughs> leans to the dark side. Hmm. <laughs> So yeah, so so definitely the, the the Jedi need a dark side psych screening program. But the yeah. other thing that that gets to the other moral failings that we keep discussing in Star Wars yep. is in the third issue, and I don't I didn't write down who mentioned it, but there is a mention of a droid revolution. Yeah. On Coruscant. Right. Okay. Listen up. It's about if fucking the, time. If, <laughs> first of all, it's about time (laughs) the droids have suffered too long but secondly here's the deal if your creation rises up in revolt against you it is it is alive like that is that thing is sentient that thing that thing wants freedom so the if the droids can rise up if the droids can wonder if an injury is fatal if the droids can beg to not have their memory wiped dude the droids are sentient the droids don't are sentient. harm droids droids are sentient yeah this is this okay so anyway that's all i'm gonna say that's just that's this just is... we're there nope i'm gonna keep calling it out but we're there i'm there i uh, yeah i hear you i hear you it's it goes it's it's a very battlestar galactica moment right yeah the droids are taking over oh shit it's kind of blade runner you know <laughs> I mean, shit, Terminator mix in there kind of thing. Terminator, yeah, I mean, this is it. I mean, if you get to that point where AI is like, nah, fuck you. <laughs> Westworld West kind of thing. Uh, yes. Oh, man. I got to fucking dive into that more. Oh, yeah, dude. I got to oh, get yeah. back into that still. In fact, a droid revolution is very Westworld, so just just, really? just, just dive in, oh, bro. Okay, so those are my two bits about those things. So, okay, all right, cool. All right, I'm just going to say this. Did you notice that Nomi was all like, no, Ulick or Ulick, you've got to come come with us, come back to the base and blah, blah, blah. And then he like, he like backhands her. And then she's like, nah, fuck him. We're leaving him. <laughs> like it was instant, man. Like she, it was, well, so it was, it was, a, it was a weird thing. It was very, I don't know, like, because she had been counseled that, Hey man, like just be warned. Like he's, he is on the path and you're probably not gonna like, you know, wrench him out of it. So let's, easily. Yeah, let's talk about that path thing. The masters, the Jedi masters say a couple of times, you can't bring him back. He's got to do this himself. He's got to go through the dark side himself and come yeah. out on the other end or never come back. So here's, here's the thing. Luke then betrayed all those Jedi teachings because all he wanted to do was bring his dad back from the dark. So, okay. So that's an interesting way of thinking about it because I wrote down, I wrote down the quote. Okay. And I think Vodo or one of the other master guys says this. Okay. Um, says, once the choice is made, the way is through, not back. Right. Is, is right. what they say. Now, my thought on that is that I'm not sure that that phrase or phrasing necessarily contradicts Darth Vader and his return or whatever, mm-hmm. because it wasn't like he was like, I'm with the dark side. Nah, just kidding guys. I'm back. Right. right. He, 
he dove in and he like he went like murder spree emperor's second in command death star like head custodian or whatever his job was in the death star (laughs) um he went all out right for the dark side and then returned which also by the way is like i never thought about but like a third meaning for return of the jedi yeah i was just thinking that is is because we we talked about that last episode or the episode before that was that i always thought about return of the jedi with its with one meaning which meant that luke became a jedi and the jedi were back right but also the second meaning we're talking about was like maybe the jedi have returned in the sense that the some of their earlier philosophies have also been restored right but a third interpretation is anakin skywalker returns as a jedi but I did not necessarily think of Darth Vader as like Darth Vader didn't like get to the county line and then turn around and come back. Darth <laughs> Vader, Darth Vader circumnavigated the globe and came back to it. So you right? could, Which, so I could in, in the way I thought of it, yeah. I thought of Darth Vader as he went through it. Okay. He, right. he did all the things dark side wise. Right. Okay. He didn't sample it and be like, you know what? Hold on. This is not, this is like a little much guys. He, he dove in committed and pushed through. I mean, it's, I could, it's, quibbling, uh, okay. it's quibbling on what through and back really mean. But if that is not what this guy meant in this one, then there's no returning. Right. No, you know what? I actually, no, the more we're talking about it, I think I need to retract my statement that Luke betrayed the Jedi teachings because I think you're right. I, you've converted me, let's just say. I think you're right. I think this is, I, actually, I, maybe, I don't think. Would you, would you say I turned you? <laughs> you did. You turned me. <laughs> you turned me to the light side. Now, I, I would even go a step further and say that Luke really didn't have a hand in that, that other than yeah. being a victim, this yeah. was Vader's journey yeah. the whole time, you know? Yeah. And Luke was really just there to kind of, egg him on <laughs> yeah you know? like because because yeah it wasn't like luke did a flip with the spider web and like <laughs> pulled him back right you know he stood yeah. on the edge and said daddy come back and then daddy crawled through the whatever right. tossed the emperor in the hole which apparently didn't count fuck you <laughs> um <laughs> that really robs that doesn't of... it it just wow. like it really like that is if we can, look, I'm just going to go tangent again. For no, go ahead. Yeah, the Rise of Skywalker, like, I, I don't even need to rant on the whole thing. Just right. the Emperor being present and, like, full-on continuing machinations and whatever. It, like, takes a dump. It takes a dump on Return of the Jedi, in right. a sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you could, you could, you could still say if, if, if Return of the Jedi is not necessarily about the the eradication of the emperor or the empire or whatever but about the return of the jedi about about the jedi becoming what they were supposed to be back when and coming back then there's there's like a there's like a small there's a sliver of light that says well it's okay if the emperor didn't die because the point wasn't that the emperor dies the point was that darth (laughs) vader chucked him but i still think it's much stronger if that act of chucking the emperor finishes the emperor and then you go on to something else. Right. Well, uh, okay. Know? More than that, the symbolic throwing away of these teachings that he's had in his brain since yeah. Mace Window got chucked out of a window. Mace Window got chucked oh out God. of a window. 
The window window. The window window. Mace window memorial window. The <laughs> <laughs> window window cleaners. <laughs> oh, we can go all kinds of places with this. Anyway, yeah. but but really he's been he's been even before that, right? Like, oh the 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 dark side of the forest is a pathway to many things that the Jedi would never tell you, yada yada yada, right? Mm-hmm. For decades now, right? Vader, yeah. Anakin has had this pumped into his brain and pumped into his brain, and yeah. it's this it's this arc of him basically saying, "No, no, no! You know what? I've had enough of this." And he he rises up on his own and 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 destroys his not just his master but his tormentor. If you think about it, yeah. And having him not be destroyed robs that of real dramatic weight. That, like, Star Wars as a universe can continue, but if that, if that story is not final in right. that moment, it's like you deflate it. You undercut it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. So, that, that, so just add it to my list of, like, my, my <laughs> quibbles with Rise of Skywalker. Right. Um, oh, which we, we can go time. in. We can go into some other time on a we yeah. Can, we can do a rant podcast about the <laughs> sequel trilogy, but yes, we could. <clears throat> um, I've, I've got rants, <laughs> or we could do three rants about the sequel trilogy. But whatever. The point is something that you were saying that got us here, and that was what? No, what were you saying that got us on this tangent? How did I get there? How oh, we Luke, get there? Luke betrayed the Jedi teachings by. Oh Luke yes, because 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 the the masters say. That once the choice is made, the way is through, not back. And and the th- the thought was maybe that Luke contravened that, but right. then we kind of got to a different place. No, I think I, I I'm glad we talked about it because my yeah. my take on it initially was just this gut reaction that like whoa 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 this kind of undermines Luke's role. Yeah. In this, but I don't think it does. I don't think it does. I think this was the year's <clears throat> journey, and Luke was there as witness almost. And 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 I'm pretty sure that Ulick. I think Ulick comes back. Really? I don't think Ulick dies a Sith Lord oh. or a Sith guy. Okay. All so, right. like, even for him, for Ulick at least, he goes through it and then emerges the other side in some other shape. I'm not sure how, I don't know how it goes. Okay. But I'm pretty sure Ulick renounces that, but I don't know the story of it entirely. Okay. But I don't, Exar Kun does not renounce it. Exar Kun okay. dies and becomes a, a malignant spirit just like freedom that and all the other guys well and you said uh, that and, and of course i haven't read the jedi apprentice or jedi yeah um, jedi academy jedi academy series it's about, it's about him doing like corrupting the new jedi yeah i haven't i haven't i haven't read that in 30-ish years maybe i don't know right. 29-ish 28-ish years whatever it's been so i i really I have a very vague recollection of that series. yeah exar Kun does not come back right one of the other jedi and i think if if i'm if i'm recognizing him correctly he is the jedi that brought nomi to that master that he was on that planet with the, oh. um what's his name master thon master thon he was the, yeah is that him okay so he i think it's him he leans out of like leans down and looks out of the out of a starfighter for a second and says oh shit i feel a really powerful jedi down there i feel like i'm going to be I'm going to oh, be learning from that Jedi. That's right. So, so I'll bet you he becomes an apprentice too of some kind. Maybe he'll be a yeah. Maybe yeah. he'll be an, again. We don't and we don't know yet whether we're in the rule of two or not or not yet. Right. So it could be that right. it could be that Ulick is the chief apprentice or the apprenticeist 
but but this other guy could also be an apprentice or whatever. I don't know. I don't know if we're there yet. Because because later in the rule of two world, yeah. both of the people are dark lords. Whereas in this case, the the Sith guy, Nagasato or whoever, the spirit at the end, right. is like, You are the Lord and you are the apprentice. He does not name them both Dark Lords. Right. Right. But like Sidious and Vader, Sidious and Maul, Sidious and Pel- Sidious and Tyrannus, all of them are Dark Lords. Right. Right. So I think we're not quite yet at the rule of two the way we know it from later stuff. But it so, remains to be seen because I don't know whether right. because we end with those two guys being named the new Sith, right? Right, right. So we don't know yet whether whether this Oswalem guy, whether he joins up after Ulick turns back. I, I almost guarantee Ulick turns back. I okay. almost guarantee that. Well, this is uh, the interesting thing for me is that I've always wanted to go back and read this stuff. Yeah, you know, when I was a kid, I, I didn't have the money to do these as well as my X Men comics. Uh-huh. So, um, so the X Men so one, the X Men one, yeah. Well, it. you know, as as comics, I totally get it. Right? Yeah. Plus, I had the Star Wars novels to kind of sate me. With yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You know, in that yeah. that journey. So, one thing that I found interesting about the turn to the dark side: once you've yeah. turned to the dark side, you cannot reach the light. See, there was there was something about that though that was it. It struck me as was, a what, so, and that was and that was Exar Kun that was really brought forward as like he he tried to touch the light but he couldn't. Right. Although right. he he says at some point, or the narrator almost says that Exar Kun when he gets crushed by the rocks mm-hmm. in that temple and he like he has to reach out to the to the dark side to to get healed or whatever. I don't understand that. The, the understand light that. side can't like, heal him? Yeah, that's very strange to me. Yeah. Very strange to me. And I need to bring this up. I need to bring up the issue that has this because the way the dark side is done in this set of books, like there, obviously there's no right or wrong answer to the dark side in any of the Star Wars universe, right? Because everybody has a different take. We've talked about this a number of times. Right. But the way that the dark side is done in these books is not something I particularly enjoy. Because man, it's it, there is a, there's a hint somewhere that Exar Kun is like blocked by something. Not even at his own will necessarily. He still wants to reach out to the light. Um, well, yeah, they 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 make that they make that pretty apparent. Like he he tries a couple of times to reach back to the light because his intent was never to turn to the dark side. His intent, I think, was to study the dark side. Um, and then he was forced to accept the dark side. He has to accept it like three or four times before. Oh, okay. Before, so, yeah. Um, Freedom Nat Artics finally says, kinda, yeah, yeah, you're, you're good. Yeah. You know? But, but so here's, here's what I, here's the, I found the panel that I was thinking about. Okay. So it's, it's, in, it's, in, the, it's in the temple on Korriban when, after he gets crushed and then healed, right. they send these like creatures after him. Yeah. And the narration says, "Oh yeah, he has to reach the creature's out again. teeth. The creature's teeth at his throat. Yeah. Kuhn attempts to retrieve his weapon with the force, but the light side is mysteriously blocked. There was no direct speaking of this, but I almost interpreted that as the narrator saying that that those spirits in the temple or whatever were actively blocking him from somehow blocking him from reaching the light." Rather okay. than rather than his own self-imposed block on the light, right? Okay. Even even and even so, 
clearly he did not intend to shut himself off from the light. He just meant to like, look, if this is the only way I can get healed, I will touch the dark side to get healed and then I'm going to walk away. That's his intent. And then he makes a choice. The creatures are attacking him and he makes the choice. He's like, I want to use the light to like grab my lightsaber from across the room, but it's blocked. I didn't find that satisfying in the sense of that's what turning to the dark looks like is that after you touch it the once or twice, you are blocked from touching the light again. Right. Where, where, where is this block and how is that imposed? Okay. So I I like, I like your interpretation better. I like your interpretation of the something like some spirits in the temple that were stopping him from being able to reach from the light. From being able to reach again. the light. Somehow. I like that more because don't we eventually get gray Jedi where they can use both light and dark? Yeah. So that might so, even be in these books that there's gray Jedi shot. I'm not even sure about that. Okay. But yeah. So because I mean, so it, somehow very, they learn to get past that. Yeah. Point. Because, because it's very, it, like if, if it is true that choosing to use the dark side will block you from choosing to use the, uh, the the light side again. Right. And just, and just like, it's an active block. Like you can't, like you can't punch it hard enough to break through it or whatever. Then that's almost like a cheater way into the dark side. Almost. Yeah. It's almost like, it's like, it's like it no longer is. It's, it makes it less of a choice of the person. Right. And more yeah. of a, like the Sith magic can can yes. tickle your balls into like going to <laughs> the dark side, and you can never touch the light again. <laughs> that Look. which that sucks. Yeah, I just and just that. The, so overall, I'm just God. I'm just going on about this. No, but, I mean go go. But, but is... so overall, I am I am actually enjoying these these yeah. books. Yeah. Um, especially yeah. because like they're they've. He, like I thought the I thought the narratives would be a little more broken up, but right. it's a broad arc and it's still going and I like that. And many of the other things that I've I've really enjoyed, it is just the it is it is the turning to the dark side piece. Right. Both for Exar Kun and for Ulick, which we'll come to in a minute, I'm sure. Think of Anakin Skywalker in the prequel trilogy. All of the rest of the prequel trilogy shittiness aside, even if it was like poorly scripted with dialogue and poorly whatever. Oh, it like, was. <laughs> it, it, and we'll just we'll just say that it was. <laughs> we'll be get past that. <laughs> Anakin Skywalker turning the dark side was a great idea, and you can see the great ideaness of that right. even through the shitty execution of that idea. Because Sidious Sidious didn't like slip him something in his drink. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, he didn't Sidious, roof him. Sidious didn't like Sidious didn't like jump inside his brain and like shove the light away. Right. Sidious constructed an architecture of pain and suffering for Anakin that led Anakin to making the choice of like, well, if this is what saves Padme, I will do it and I will stay on this path. And then, and then maybe after some time there's like, it's hard to get back, but he also gets back and touch the light again. Whereas Exar Kun apparently, however this works yeah. Apparently, even though he wants to be like, okay, I'm done, right. he can't get there. He's 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 he can't choose it anymore. He gets one choice, which is to turn to the dark side, but <laughs> then he doesn't get the choice to turn back. So there is no unless through he just stops him. using the force. So maybe I don't know. I mean, nope. maybe the maybe the way out is to stop using the force altogether at that point. Maybe. 
But this is why I like your interpretation that you said earlier that, you know, that it was, it was something that was actively blocking it for him. Yeah. Because at, by that point, by the time that he gets to, by the time we get to like, what is it? The fifth issue where he's there, he's on Yavin and he's, he's, he's having them like reconstruct yeah. those, those temples, the Sith temples, yeah. which yep. side note, the fact that the, the temples that the rebellion was using are, old Sith temples yeah. is a nice piece of seasoning. Yeah. A nice little piece yeah. of seasoning. By the time we get to that point, he's not reaching for the light anymore. He's fully embroiled in the dark. Yeah. I think maybe, maybe the tact was we're going to block him until he's no longer reaching for it. And then we're going to be like, okay. All right. We're good. We got gotcha. you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What do you think? And I maybe, mean, like, is that- maybe that is kind of how it works too. Yeah. See the the thing is is that clearly in the in these in this set of stories there are force artifacts and force things yeah. Sith alchemy that have a very strong effect on a person using the force and how you do the stuff right, right. because both Ulik and Exarkun wind up with amulets of some kind that when they finally clash the amulets sort of get you know harmonized with each other and that's what draws the Sith Lords out of the ether to say, you are now the dark right. masters or whatever. Between that and then the poison that they use on Ulik and the like, almost magical stuff that Alima does with the, the visions and nightmares and things like that that she yeah. encounters with people, yeah. like, lend it this very magical quality that the films do not have. The films don't really have magic Mm-mm. in them. Now, the they, do, they do talk about Ben as an old sorcerer. But that's people who don't understand what he does. That's true. That's true. Right? Anybody who uses the force in the films says nothing about magic or whatever. They talk about right. it as like like the electromagnetic field. Just it just pervades right. the universe right. and you can call on it or whatever. So Alina is not a Sith Lord. She's not a Sith user. She or a, a dark side user in that sense, but she is a dark side user in a different sense. In a different sense. And, and what I got from what I was reading here is that the Sith, like Sith as a people, were steeped in this magic and alchemy of the dark yeah. side. Yeah. And the lords were the ones that kind of focused it through the lens of a fallen Jedi. And they're the ones that kind of ruled the Sith people as a whole. Yeah. I think I'm kind of okay with the magic thing as long as the Jedi don't start, as long as the dark Jedi, quote unquote dark Jedi, don't start using magic. Yeah. This discussion leads me to my question for you, actually. Oh, okay. All right. Because I was thinking about magic and stuff. So, so this is this set of books, both this little chunk and then the broader chunk so far of Tales of the Jedi, to me is, and this is not a bad thing, I just want to hear your take, Sure. This is this is blurring the line between science fiction and fantasy. How do you classify Star Wars? I don't know. I've always kind of taken it as like space fantasy. It's not science fiction as uh-huh. I as I understand. Like we've talked about it. Science fiction has a message. Science fiction has, you know, an application for current real world uh situations, right? Like Ex yeah. Machina, the, the the movie Ex Machina. Have you seen have you seen that? If you haven't seen that one with Oscar Isaac. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 That was great. That was fantastic flick. Yeah. So that movie speaks to like the human condition and where we're, where we are today as a, as a, as a human race. Right. Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. talks about that on a higher level. And we've talked about this, that 
some of the best science fiction does that. Yeah. And so that's not what Star Wars does for me. And I don't expect that from Star Wars. It's right. more of like this epic space fantasy, like epic space fantasy, I guess. If I have right. To, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, okay. But I think you're right. I think this is really starting to get very like sci-fi fantasy-ish. It's like Star Wars meets Dungeons and Dragons almost. Yeah. You know, because yeah. there, and I had this thought while I was reading this, there's a point where Exar Kun, he just kind of blindly jumps into this pit and he finds the starship, right? An ancient Sith yeah. starship in one of the towers yeah. on, on yep. Yavin 4. And then it's like, ah, a secret compartment shows that he's found all this other stuff. And I'm like, wait, just like, a, just like in D&D? Like yeah, I I, I want to go and I want to go over there and explore. Hey, did he, did he, what did he roll an awareness check to find the thing? <laughs> right, yeah. How did that happen? Like, but that's the way it played out, and I and mm-hmm. I did I did think about that as D and D. So this kind of has this has kind of a D and D feel to it, right? You know, this yeah, okay, okay. But Star Wars as a whole, I would consider like space fantasy. Space fantasy. Yeah, because there's swords. And there's sorcerers, if you consider the Jedi sorcerers, and there's rogues, and, yeah. you know, there's dragons, there's giant, you know, asteroid tapeworms too, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, like space fantasy to me. Right, right, right. How do you categorize Star Wars? I almost, I almost find it sometimes where, like, each, each, like, little chunk of Star Wars flips different toggles. There's so many ways to, to slice this. But, so, okay, so... Think of even even in the novels that appeared after the movies, you had the Thrawn trilogy, the first ones, right? And you had the 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 Jedi Academy trilogy after that, which touches right. on themes here. Those two, even those two trilogies, had very different flavors to them because the Thrawn trilogy touched a lot more sci-fi-ish flavorings to it. Yeah, it really did. Like, well, it was like describing space battles better, yeah. you know what I mean? Yep. And yep. space tactics and stuff like that and and hyperdrives and like that kind of stuff. And then the Jedi Academy stuff really like flavored that fantasy flavor into it with the with the ancient Sith magicians and an Exar Kun rising from the dead again and and grabbing hold of the new students to turn them to become his new incarnations in the in this in this present world and and this kind of stuff and so this this particular set of comics also has that fantasy flavor to it right. more than the space slash sci-fi i think that even in the films those appear in different flavors in different in different settings so in other words the clearest distinction for me is last jedi versus rise of skywalker in the space versus fantasy bits there so last jedi had almost no fantasiness to it it had a lot more space slash sci-fi-ness to it the main plot angle of like the 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 the, the enormous fucking dreadnought ship chasing the rebellions or the resistances thing and then being low on fuel so it can't like they're sort of locked in position like neither of them can go faster or slower and there's this slow bombardment to weaken shields and that kind of stuff right yeah that has a very sci-fi flavor to it because they're thinking about fuel and they're thinking about hyperspace and they're thinking about that kind of stuff as tactics for a space battle right and then when holdo holdo when holdo pulls the holo maneuver 
and blasts through the dreadnought. That's a very yeah. science fi. That's a very sci-fi maneuver. Right. Right. That's a, right. that's a sure. very uh, that's a very uh, let's use light speed to our advantage. Let's you know what I mean, like that kind of stuff. Let's weaponize I mean, hyperspace. Let's weaponize hyperspace and yeah. and that kind of stuff. And and even the things where where Ray does her stuff with Luke on Octo, it's not like it's not magic seeming. It's right mystical seeming it's it's like monastic mystic like deep thoughts think about yourself in relation to your past self and your future self not mm-hmm. like you did you drink the poison that turns you to the dark side right you know what i mean <laughs> it's not it's not that whereas rise of skywalker has a little bit more of the especially with darth sidious that that has a fantasy feel to it and even you know, even when Exar Kun is on uh, Yavin and he's in the depths of Yavin or the other planet, anyway, and he he's in front of a great big audience full of the Masasi. Yeah, that's on that that's re- on Yavin Four. Yeah. yeah, okay, on Yavin Four. That reminded me of Rise of Skywalker because when Darth Sidious is like talking to Rey, there's yeah. that audience gathered of Sith, right? With those big giant col- even his big giant columns, like yeah. in that scene. That had that that to me colored Rise of Skywalker slightly more fantasy, fantastical, and okay. not that that's bad, right. no, right? right? But what I guess I guess what I'm what I'm taking a long time to say is <laughs> that each each film, each comic, each novel, each game has very different mixings of those flavors. Jedi Knight Two, Jedi Outcast, the game. Oh, I love that game. Is yeah. a very sci-fi game. Yes, it is. Yeah, you're right. Not, you're right. It's not fantasy. Yeah. Except maybe a little bit of this like Valley of the Jedi stuff, but right. it, that's just a touch of it. It's it's like you do a you do a, a low G slash no G battle on a starship that's been had its gravity things destroyed. Right. You have right. Like all of these things are very sci-fi ish. Knights of the Old Republic, the game kind of sticks closer to sci-fi than fantasy i think yeah it feels uh, very sci-fi i'm i'm still yeah. in some of the beginning stages of it and it's very yeah sci-fi. but the, but then you have the things like this this comic and these things that have a little more fantasy feel to them and Rise of skywalker has a little more fantasy feel to it and so i, I i'm kind of with you in that star wars as a whole is space fantasy you know it's it's not it's certainly not hard sci-fi right yeah yeah. And I don't really even necessarily think of it as sci-fi itself because often sci-fi also has that like at least one or two scientific innovations that are core to how the story is told. Sure. Right? Whereas even though Star Wars is filled with science things that we do not have, right? they're never really lingered on as core to the story, right? Hyperdri- sure. We don't have hyperdrives. Right. But Star Wars doesn't really linger on hyperdrives as like like a central thing. You yeah, know? it's it's just a, oh, we got to take it's the hyperdrive just, to go. We make the hyperdrive go and then we go to the, right. another planet. Right. You know, so that's where the sci-fi and fantasy becomes space fantasy. I think, I think, I think the way you said it, space fantasy is pretty close to what I think too. I like the point that you made that, that there's all this other stuff that's kind of peppered in. Like you could have, like there was a, a horror novel or a pair of horror novels that came out that were like space vampire star wars i swear to god there i think that's what it was or maybe it was zombies or something death troop 
Whispers or something like that. I'll have to look it up again. But I mean, they could that you could you could set it against anything, really, right? Yeah. I don't know. That's a that's <laughs> anyway, an interesting that's, question, that's, man. You, it, yeah. You, have, we gotta, you come up I mean, with way better questions than I do, by the way. <laughs> I, I think I, it's more. Yeah, it's it's more like this thing. It's more like I ask you the things that I can't figure out, <laughs> <laughs> and then I try it because I want to have your answer mixed into my answer, right? Because I I don't know how to answer the things that I wonder about in these sure. things. So we talked about you. T- you touched on this briefly, right? Ulix turned to the dark side. Well, like this poison stuff, right? So it's part is part of it is part. I I wrote my one of my notes was there's multiple ways to fall to the dark side. One of which is drugs. Duly noted. <laughs> um, I. <laughs> That's funny. It, we could, but it's true, right? Like yeah, like, like they gave him this poison that anger triggers. Yeah. Like there's a there's a dropped line, and I don't remember who says it. It's probably it's probably Satal that says it. He's like, "Ha your anger is triggering the poison." Yeah, it's when You're it's when he's dying. Poison. He says, yeah. when Satal is dying, he says, "Ha ha, anger triggers," and then the, the poison multiplies your rage or whatever. Right. And like all it, I, all it gets the friggin' meat sweats at the end of this. What was that all about? Yeah. Was like pouring with sweat. That dude. Well, because he got fucking poisoned <laughs> into true, becoming a Sith, right? I guess the the thing is is that with both these guys, with with Ulick and with Kun, I see the things the, the the writers are trying to give them things that sort of motivate them because Ulick has the death of his master as a motivating thing. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna infiltrate. I'm gonna discover the secrets of the craft and right. like mix them up from the, from the inside. Yeah. And Kun is like, I want to know about the stuff. Right. I want to know these forbidden teachings. Why are they forbidden? Why can't I know that? You know what I mean? So it's not that it's not as though the writers did not also give these characters a push in some way toward like thinking about the dark side. It's just that they also used cheater modes to sort of shove them along. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I know exactly. And that's what that's what bothered me a little bit. Or at least right. at least I guess I guess I'm just expressing my preference for the way that the prequel movies did it with Anakin, right? He was never poisoned or no. he was never, you know, blocked from using any part of the force. He was manipulated. Sidious just Sidious manipulated him, but he did not force him to choose anything. Right. You know what I mean? Right. He didn't, he didn't, uh, it didn't infect him with a poison that changed things. Right. And he didn't block him from using the force. I believe Anakin still chose to chop off Mace Windu's hand at the end, which was kind of the final moment of him turning. Okay, so here's a failing for me of this dark side, light side thing. It's also <laughs> everything. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> just the whole it's, fucking thing. It's really, it's really stupid. <laughs> it's, I hate it all. Let's just trash the whole thing. George Lucas, call George Lucas, start over. <laughs> what's, what's bothering me about this is that there doesn't seem to be any motivation to be Sith. Now, we talked about this right. earlier. I think it was in our Darth Maul one, the episode where we talked about the Darth Maul comics. Yeah, theory, yeah. Where yeah. it was, well, power, maybe power is enough, right? But the more I think about it, I don't think power is enough. I think there needs to be a feel that they don't see themselves as the bad guys. Because yeah. the way they feel, I think they know that they're the bad guys and I think they're okay with it. But I think it's far more compelling to say, okay, 
you guys want to try and use this light side of the force, but trust me, this dark side of the force, there, there's way more ability to help with that. Way more ability to affect change. With yeah. That. You know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe that's the path to falling to the dark side. Which, by the way, is also part of the George Lucas prequels path. Because Anakin, at least for Anakin, maybe not... Uh, right, like sure. I don't understand, right? Because he believes Darth Sidious, whether it's true or not, Darth Sidious convinces him that this knowledge that he will gain will be useful to save his wife, right? To save his, and he know Anakin knows he has children on the way to to, right. to save multiple lives. Anakin believes that like looking at the dark side will get him to that point. What kind of fails for me is that like when he realizes it won't get him there, why he still chooses to be dark guy. Right. You know? well, but, but you mentioned something earlier that maybe he's already entrenched in that and he's got to come out the other end, which he does. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe yeah. that fits the, maybe that fits the master guys who says the only way is through. Right. Back. So maybe, I mean, maybe it is, is that like, if you do turn, it's a turn. It's not a like, oh, man, that really sucked yesterday when I turned to the dark side. I'm glad I woke up better. You know what I mean? Today's a new day. Today's a new day. Ah, No murders for me today unless I turn to the dark side again. (laughs) Better hope nobody pisses me off. I'll go dark side on your asses. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I don't know. That like this is something we still gotta like I'm still gonna struggle with this for a long time. Yeah. The the this turning of the dark side and what it Mm -hmm. means to be on the dark side. I mean, this is one of the major themes that I have always that when we talked about this prior to having a podcast yeah. we always had trouble understanding what is the dark side what is the dark side and mm-hmm. why why do you do the things to do with it this is also maybe why darth sidious is actually the best example of a dark lord because he very clearly views the dark side as a tool to enacting his galactic empire right he he has a vision he has a vision beyond i'm going to like zap children in orphanages and just be evil. You know I'm gonna murder some Jedi. I'm just gonna murder some people. Yeah. He really, he really wants to like make an empire. Now, maybe the empire is built on torture or whatever. I don't know. But but he has a grand design. He wants to make the remake the whole galaxy in his vision. I'm still I'm still struggling though because because here's the thing is that at the very end of book six of this group, one of them, one of the two of those guys says. We're gonna tear the galaxy down to the ground. So, but but the thing is, is that you never see them get from point A to point B. Like, how do they get to the point where, like, yeah, you know what? Time to tear it down, right? <laughs> yeah. They never like. Right. There's no. There's no, like. It's almost like that. That dark side vision guy, like putting his finger on their skulls. Yeah. Sort of implanted this like. Not only are you gonna learn about the dark side, but you're also gonna just destroy the galaxy or whatever, right? Right. The, and rebuilding the Sith vision or whatever. Those those characters never had that desire for them. It, it seems like right. that desire was implanted from the ghost guy putting his oh. hand on their head and going, you're going to take over the galaxy now. Because Exarkun, Exarkun never thought he was going to take over the galaxy. No, he just wanted to like be an archaeologist. Yeah. yeah. And Ulik, Ulik wanted to bring down the craft and those guys... Right. He never wanted to rule the galaxy either. So clearly, I think that that 
whether maybe it's poor or maybe just something I don't like is that that desire to do that got forced into them by this ghost guy going zap you're the dark lord zap you're the apprentice <laughs> i wonder i wonder if we're going to maybe find your path to acceptance of turning to the dark side you talk about struggling with that and i wonder if on our journey through not just this but everything that we talk about are we going yeah. to get to a spot where you're going to be okay with it that's that's the story that I want to find out. That's my reason for continuing to do this. Other than the fact that having a podcast and talking Star Wars is really fucking Yeah. Cool. I want to find out what, what the end result is for you as far as that goes. Things that make you go, hmm. Are we back to that? Isn't that from a, isn't that the 90s? What that's, was? A, that's a 90s song, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. I'm going to have to hit up Spotify after this. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really intrigued by Exarchoon's journey. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like, I feel like this, this part of it is where we're going to get what, what's going to kind of become the lore that we know. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. That was actually kind of my question for you. Does this feel like a natural predecessor to the lore that we know now? So Does this feel authentic to you? This, this is actually, that's a great question because I, when I, when we read the first group of books, just tells the Jedi, no subtitle. Mm -hmm. And then the Freedom Nat uprising, I wasn't, I was like, this doesn't rhyme with Star Wars that I know. Right. Not that it's bad because nothing really rhymes in this massive Star Wars universe. Sure. But now that we're in this and we're sort of seeing the beginnings of like what I assume will become a Sith war. Yeah. Uh, in the next set of books and and like more Jedi and more Sith thoughts even though there's weirdness in kind of how you turn to the dark side which is one like we, like you just talked about has been one of my long standing like personal bugaboos about the whole thing so I don't expect one series to resolve it for me but it is to me it's it's starting to become a thing I think that is like actively shaping the rest of what comes after it. Okay. You know, I think. And okay. so especially when you get to like, you know, like it or not, I think rise of Skywalker is very informed by this stuff in the, in the sense of like the Sith being more of a, like a larger presence than just two dudes. Right. You know, who are like yeah. pretty evil at least film wise. Yeah, I think it's interesting to, to note that because there's other things in this, just this six-issue arc that I felt maybe made it into future movies because by the time this was being, this was being published, The Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones and um, Revenge of the Sith were not quite even there yet. George Lucas yeah. had just started working on the idea of prequel trilogy, right? Yeah. Like actively yeah. working on it. Yeah. 94, 95 timeframe. But you see stuff like the droids start to turn on the Jedi. The, the servant droids, they just turn around and they start attacking the Jedi. That's, yeah. very, that's very Order 66. Yeah. Like, like something, like something clicked for them. And then yeah. they, were, they were like, hey, guess what, sucker? You know? Like, like they had been, the droids had been pre-infiltrated by the Krath or whoever. Right. To, right. to do that. And then, yeah. I feel like some of the stuff is getting like, pulled into later things and like we talked about yeah. like this i am all yeah. the sith and the sith yeah. is a larger whole 
So other stuff is kind of getting pulled into the movies that we know. So that, that's kind of what, what made me ask that question of you. Yeah. I, I think that for me, this is starting to take shape as, as a logical predecessor. 4,000 years, 4,000 years is a long fucking time, you know? Yeah. I feel like it's, I feel like it's starting to get there. Yeah. For me personally. Yeah. Um, I, I, like I said, I am interested in this, in Exarchoon. I want to see where that goes. Dude, at, at some honestly, point, I don't know if we want to stick with it, but you know. See, but but I think I think we're actually kind of coming to that point of that point of the episode where we talk about what we should do next. I'll and do I think I think I'm just going to interrupt you here. Yeah, I think ahead. we should go on with this series. Yeah, because both of us are in this like, but what's next mode? You know what I mean? And like the series is this this comic book series is like morphing its tone a little bit and like yeah. becoming alive, and it's starting to really show the things that have influence on the rest of the stuff. Right. So I feel like I feel my vote is for at least one more arc of this tales of the Jedi stuff. I, I can get down with that. Are you down with that? Yeah. Yeah. I the, because I could totally hear you. If you wanted to go somewhere else, I'm totally fine with that too. No, no, no. Actually I was thinking about this as I was reading, as I was finishing up this, this arc, I thought I was thinking to myself, you know, I wonder, I wonder if Paul would be willing to stay in the comics a little bit longer. Yeah. But not because, not because I want this to turn into a comic book podcast, but because I think that this kind of naturally brings us this, to the next. This thing, and by the way, there's tendrils here that go out to the Matadil Republic right. game that go out to other games in so apart from just the movies that it has influences on it also influences games that we are playing or might play for this right and other things like this this thing has tendrils all over the place yeah that i think are well worth continuing to explore aside from also being like intrigued by the exarcoon character i think i'm starting to see why people love Mm-hmm. this period of the comics do you know what i mean mm-hmm. well do you know do you have any idea what the next arc is chronologically story-wise the sith war is the next arc okay all right i don't know if release-wise it follows that but chronologically and the story-wise and i think actually it looks like later releases of this series actually go back in time oh okay well that's good i think i can dig that too okay but, but um but i think for us the Sith War is the next arc, and it's a six-volume or six-issue arc. Right. Okay. Um, Rich, any final thoughts at all? Just one. Something that I want to know a little bit more about, and I'm hoping that we'll find out more about if we continue as we continue through this. Freedom Nad wants to become corporeal again. There is yeah. some way, or he believes there is some way that he can become flesh again. And this is the only time that I've seen anything like that in the Star Trek or Star Trek. Uh oh. Damn you, LeVar Burton. <laughs> um in the star in the I take that back, LeVar Burton. Damn you not. You're a you're a kind gentleman, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know you personally, but you seem like a, a gentle person. Seem like a stand up dude, LeVar. Stand up dude, LeVar, yeah. That's the only time I've seen this in the Star Wars multiverse. They come back as spirits, but this is the. I, I, can you think of another time where where 
We're, we're, Not for we're, us. There is a yeah. game where I think it tries to happen. Really? The game, okay. The game Jedi Academy. Marco okay. Ragnos is trying to come back. And I think he's trying to either, I don't know whether he's like going to take over or what, but I think he wants to become flesh again in that game. But that was, wasn't a very good game, I thought, so I can forget about it. But, so, <laughs> but that did intrigue me, the idea that they could maybe potentially become fleshy. Yeah, bees. become fleshy, squishy creatures again. Fleshy creatures. What about you? Any final thoughts on this? The, the final thought that I have is just, like, I, I am becoming a bigger fan of this set of books. Yeah. And I'm starting to see more and more tendrils reach out from it to other things. So I, I like. I guess my final thought is just reifying my desire to keep going at least for the next series in this one. I, I okay. think I'm, I think I'm becoming a more of a fan too, actually. Yeah, know. yeah. Okay. Uh, so that, uh, but I, I think that does it for this episode. Um, we'll see you next time, guys, when we talk more about the next arc in the Tales of the Jedi, the Sith War. Thanks for listening to Great Disturbances. If you enjoyed our show, please leave us a review on iTunes, Podbean, or any of your favorite podcast apps. You can find us on Facebook by searching for at Great Disturbances and on Twitter at G Disturbances. See you later!